Welcome to Subtle Beast, everybody. I am your host, Foltz. With me, as always, my partner in crime and brother from another mother, Mr. Steve Apostolopoulos. How are you, brother? I'm feeling good, Foltz. Thank you for that terrific introduction. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. Now, having said that, we said we weren't going to do it. We've been trying to avoid it. It's being discussed everywhere. We said we weren't going to do it. However... The audience has said differently. It's true. We've heard from many different outlets <clears throat> and many different people and fans alike that they were surprised we haven't covered this topic. They want to hear our take on it. So if you were one of those several people that have reached out to us, this one's for you. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, Steve, right? People have just been coming up to us and writing to us right and left it's surrounding us i mean it's everywhere i'm hearing about it all day people are talking to me about it that um fans of ours that that i talk to often have said to me i'm surprised at the fact that you came out with a different topic this week i thought you were going to go with coronavirus and and now we are yep we are as a matter of fact um not only um, fans, uh, uh, but uh, my own wife actually was like, so just talking one day. So this this goes to show uh, how up to date my wife is on her shows. But uh, she just was like, so you guys have, have done or you're about to do coronavirus, right? And I was like, no. And she said, well, why not? And I said, well, me and Steve were talking about this the other day when he told me that he had some people asking him, why haven't we done it? And the answer is, that's exactly what they'd be expecting us to do. But jokingly, of course. But uh, yeah, we just thought that maybe everybody was uh, kind of tired of it. Right. You hear about it all day and the news just beats it into your head. When you when you listen to a, a podcast for entertainment, um, it, you don't want to hear about something that, that just comes up so often. Yeah. And a matter of fact, we had this show scripted out for quite some time and uh we thought that uh, it was just gonna be one of those that went in the vault and just kind of been forgotten but uh ever since you guys reached out and said you wanted to hear the take on it and and uh for us to do a show on it we uh tweaked it to be more up to date from uh when we first wrote it but uh yeah steve let's get into this and uh yeah i mean the 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 hysteria if you will right the that is going along with this is just astonishing to me um there's been a run on the grocery stores at this point and um it's the toilet the toilet paper that's what i was gonna say um if anybody can help answer this uh please you know write into uh you know one of our um social media outlets uh what's up I, i get i get the soap uh, the toilet paper, I don't get. Now, now, having said that, I get the soap. I think what people may be forgetting is that when they're rushing into these stores and they're hoarding all the soap, is that, oh, your hands are going to be clean now. But the people that didn't get soap, now they're walking around with a coronavirus on it. And if they shake your sparkly clean hand, guess what? So maybe we should spread the soap around a little bit. And I think we just all just need to relax a little bit. Right. And and the thing about it is if you're 
in a grocery store and you know you're thinking ahead to i'm going to need uh, this massive amount of soap you probably already have good hygiene and habits Th- you know the the media outlets that are pushing uh wash your hands which i've heard those terms so many times in the last week um they're they're pushing those to the people that maybe don't wash their hands as often as they should. Now those people who are going to start washing their hands and start having better hygiene habits are going to the stores looking for the soap and it's not there because the people that have good hygiene and are already washing their hands have taken it all. Yeah, I think maybe people have taken the uh signs in some of the uh restrooms and restaurants and other public uh, <clears throat> places a little too literal when it says employees must wash hands. That doesn't mean you don't have to. <laughs> uh, I mean, so, I mean, I just think we just, uh, like Steve said, with this mass hysteria, which is real. Uh, I mean, and w- I think that we're all witness to it right now. And I think um, over uh, over the last week, it's really, really intensified. It sure has, and especially with the with the most recent um, Tom Hanks and his wife, them coming out and saying that they've been diagnosed with corona. And you know, Tom Hanks is a, is an everyday name in every household. So when you hear that name, and then they, you know, they've tested positive for coronavirus. Tom Hanks has tested positive for coronavirus. Then you think it's striking. It really is striking when you hear that. It's striking, but um, I'm just going to say um, I already said this to uh, Steve in pre-show about some things that uh, I'm too far down the rabbit hole. I don't think that there's much hope for me, but uh, <laughs> I'm not. But there's, ho- there's hope for you, folks. I, well, t- man, I don't know. Especially when we're dealing with like you know the pandemic and and, and the government and um and now they're bring- <laughs> I almost said now they're bringing Tom Hanks in but that's what, <laughs> but but that's kind of what that's kind of how how my thought process is is like if you were trying to create mass hysteria if you were trying to intentionally make the uh, stock market plummet if you were if you were some of the people that maybe are against Trump and maybe want him out of the office, what better way than to create a worldwide pandemic and create mass hysteria everywhere? And because what I find was interesting was because the vaccine came out of Wuhan, China, correct? Out of Not the vaccine. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the virus. The virus came out of Wuhan, uh, China, which out of their facility, which is equal to like our CDC, correct? Right. I think there's a lab in Wuhan, China that does uh, research similar to like our, our Center for Disease Control. Right. Right. So <clears throat> we have that. And then then we have then we have Tom Hanks. And, and like I said, what better way to create mass hysteria than with, you know, if you're against Trump or if you want the, the stock market to plummet or if you want to basically just sell products um i think it i think it can be pulled off i think it in my opinion it is being pulled off not to say that people aren't coming down with uh coronavirus which we'll talk about in a little while it's just been around for quite a long time correct correct and uh to be honest with you uh i was watching the presidential address um which occurred recently regarding uh covid19 or coronavirus 
and it appeared to me that he was sick. It, when I was watching it, I I even said it to my wife, and she agreed. I said, "Is is he? Do you think he has it?" And she said, "Wait, he looks sick." So I mean, with with him meeting all the other dignitaries, I would not be surprised if uh, if the president actually has contracted coronavirus himself. Right. So, well, here's a question then: Do you think that the virus? which should have been contained in Wuhan, China, in their CDC, for lack of a better term, or for lack of a better name for it right now, do you think it was just by accident that people were getting it, or do you think that it was leaked? And by leaked, that can mean many different things. That is, I, you know, I have been torn with that. I have definitely thought both sides of that coin. One, because of the sanctions that the United States had, the trade embargo, the trade wars with China. So for me, I'm thinking large scale. I'm looking back over the last year, you know, what what's going on? Where is this disease coming from? And I'm seeing that the Chinese economy has gotten knocked by the U.S. and by Trump specifically. Trump took a, a stance on it and stood his ground they had negotiations over and over again. Uh, the U.S. had walked away from the table. It, and it did seem like we had made headway here recently. You know, they struck a deal with China. It doesn't seem like the trade wars are, are really that hot button that they were. But then at the same time, you know, end of 2019, here comes this disease out of China and it wasn't like it was specifically designed to go against America, but it was kind of like what it, it kind of seemed like a setup where, you know, China could have been retaliating against the world with this with this uh, the the novelness the the difference because like you said coronavirus has been around for a long time but this this uh mutation of the the coronavirus has not been and it seems like it's got a le it's got legs it's going around the world pretty fast here so it seems like there could have been there could be some merit to thinking that folks i think so because well here's my thought process on it because right around the time that i'm just going to say leaked uh, right around the time that the virus leaked out, it seemed that the uh, people in China were really happy and impressed with the United States and uh, Donald Trump mainly. They were in the, in the streets chanting and holding pictures of Donald Trump and chanting for the United States. Well, what better way to, in, in, a com in communistic China, to get your people back, you know, under the rule of the government, which would be to uh, release a virus, because that would, that would and did clear the streets really quickly. Now, you might ask yourself, well, then, would, would a government really go through, some, go through all that, knowing that it could uh, lead to a uh, uh, worldwide pandemic and worldwide outbreak? Well, sure, because the pe if you know or if you've heard anything about the um, Chinese um, space program. Uh, very different than the United States program and NASA, where when we send rockets up into space, when they have uh, SRB separation or side rocket booster separation, those rockets fall into the ocean. China has no guidelines on those. 
uh, they just drop off, and there's videos of them smashing and crushing entire villages. They just they don't care where they fall. So if you're wondering if that sounds anything like a, a country that would care if this went worldwide, uh, not to me. No, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like the, uh, the. It seemed like they wanted to keep their people under control. Now, could it have been a mismanaged um, lab, maybe experiment, maybe a needle prick? Uh, you know, through a glove or a, a vial that's dropped in an area that's not contained properly. Of course, you know that that is definitely a a, a way that a virus could escape um, or or spread. But I mean, there is it just there is a a strange coincidence there. Yeah, I mean, there's a famous quote, and I don't know who it's by, but um, they say, "Never let a great tragedy go to waste." Now, do you think that with now, I'm going to talk about uh, some politics here. Um, I'm not political. Um, if you've been listening to our show for any time, I think the government is corrupt on every level. So uh, just uh, wanted to state that. But do, with all the uh, you know, the talk with, um, with uh, the Democrats wanting to impeach Trump, and I guess they did, but the, you know, then uh, the, the Senate rejected it. Um, I mean, with people in, people in power over there, like, you know, with Hillary Clinton, I mean, which we all know about Epstein, I mean, do you think that they could have the power then to be like, okay, we need to, we need to ramp it up. We need to uh, move it on to the next level. We need to create fear. We need to hurt it. We need for the people to feel how bad Donald Trump is in their pockets or, in, in, you know, in, the, in their 401ks, in their investments, um, in their health. Uh, and meanwhile merchants are are getting rich um big box stores are getting loaded which those people are top one percent who quite possibly could be in on it um something i haven't fact checked and i'm surprised that i didn't as many times as i heard it was that bill gates has the patent on coronavirus um don't know um if you do if anyone knows the answer to that or you're looking it up now for us uh hit us up on our facebook page um should have checked that out but i mean i digress a little bit right there well you know the the fear the word fear it's being the media first of all italy italy is is quarantined currently the entire country um and there are pictures of um the basilica empty the pope giving sermons to empty areas which you would normally see thousands of people packed houses of adoring fans and and now there is none and it's and, and it's an impactful image and it's and it's spreading the the fear is spreading and the media is spreading and now it's it's hitting the states hard oh, everything is hard. closing there are uh colleges from shore to shore that are now uh, asking their students not to report back to campus. Um, I was just with a group of college kids this week. They all got text messages um, at the same time. And, and you should have seen the look on their faces. It was just, it was fear. Sure. It Every was, they, they had come home for spring break, brought a duffel bag, and all of a sudden they're no longer welcome in their dorms to, they can't even go back to get their their stuff. They don't even have clothes to wear. Right. Well, 
you know i've uh i've looked into different um different psychologists outlook on fear and one thing that they all seem to agree on is that fear is the only emotion that humans have that impacts behavior and if you think about it it's true like if you're in love with somebody you know you'll do some things but you know you still have you might still act a different way but if you're in fear of losing something like uh why why wouldn't you cheat on your spouse well because i love her yeah but why why also well for fear of losing her of course so if you think about it and uh you know fear is a great tactic because they also say that uh you know bad news spreads quicker than good news and uh you know i'm not saying that people aren't sick i mean from the research that we've done it, it turns out that it looks like it might just be really bad flu impacting the younger and the elderly um but uh because people are seem to be getting over it right i'm not i'm <clears throat> i'm not saying that there is not a a sickness i mean the the facts are the facts this is a, a health warning there is a a flu type of virus that is making its way around the world uh that's one of the the things about a pandemic is that it's gone worldwide uh it is it was officially this week uh deemed a pandemic it, it's hit the united states um there are hundreds of cases of the coronavirus in the United States. They've canceled the NBA, the major major league baseball. They canceled March Madness. Right. <clears throat> and even on, uh, I mean, those those are huge, huge arenas to be canceled. But even on like smaller platforms or, or um, like the schools around here now are starting to close down. What's going to happen if they're, they're like, okay, there's going to be a 30-day close on schools until we can get in there and we can clean them all out and keep everybody home? So what, are the children supposed to go to school till you know, late July, beginning of August? Or is there going to be some type of leeway just being, okay, we're going to excuse those due to a worldwide outbreak or pandemic or mass hysteria or what have you? I just think that, uh, you know, where does it stop? I opened up my email today and every email was an alert, alert from my bank. This is what my bank has to say about coronavirus. Here's an alert from this and that. Then uh, my wife and I were supposed to go see uh, our favorite comic this weekend in Baltimore, Sebastian Maniscalco. Canceled and postponed because it's in a large arena. And, you know, he said he didn't want to have to do it, but, you know, being in that industry he feels the heat from everywhere you got to do what you know the masses are doing or else you're frowned upon as you don't care i guess well i mean do you th this is one of the reasons why i think that there are so many closings right now is that y you don't want to be the company or the corporation that gets the coronavirus pinned on them so to say um you were ground zero right that arena like i don't i don't want to put anyone under the microscope just say arena a arena a um there was a sporting event everyone went to it on this day and from that event you can see the ripple effect after that all these people got sick so i mean there could be liability well it's, it's happening in the cruise ship industry right now they're suffering big time and 
I mean, it, maybe there, there could be lawsuits against it, but also there could just be that name getting dropped, uh, Arena A, and they get that negative publicity and that negative spin on Arena A, and all of a sudden nobody wants to go to Arena A anymore. Well, I think that that's happening. And Steve, you would know way better than I do because this is, uh, this is your wheelhouse. But the beer Corona... It's got to have a stigma to it right now. Yeah, I've seen some uh, some like TikTok videos. I've seen some uh, some YouTube videos that are kind of just making the play on words. Um, people dumping out Corona because they don't want to get the virus. Uh, the jokes have gone around. Uh, one was about Lyme disease. Was it like right? So, but do, do you think that it's it, it's hurt their industry in any way? I don't think so. That that brand is is pretty bulletproof. Um, yeah, especially like in 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 the warmer parts of of the states and like that. Well, speaking of the warmer parts of states, down in Florida, I believe I read today that anybody that is still going on cruises, if your cruise ship stops uh, at the port of uh, Key West, you can't. <laughs> they're not letting you come on land. That they're not even letting you get off the. The really? boat? No. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, QS might be might be a lot of skipping room down there for a little while. And you got to think that this these billions of dollars that are getting left on the table. I mean, all of March Madness. The the amount of money that that generates for the colleges, for advertisers, for restaurants, for comp for every company that's involved in it. And and what is it for? I mean, it's it's a flu type virus. Um, they said the average age of death is eighty. So there's there's fatalities that go along with it, but there are not anywhere near the fatalities that are for the everyday flu. That's actually right. And here I'll actually read. This is from the CDC. <clears throat> While the imp- while the impact of flu varies, it places a s- substantial burden on the health of people in the United States each year. The CDC estimates that influenza has resulted in between 9 million and 45 million illnesses, between 140,000 and 810,000 hospitalizations, and between 12,000 and 61,000 deaths annually since 2010. That's just 60, from 60,000. The flu. 60,000 deaths a year from the flu. Right. Now, statistically, that's in uh, younger or older people, but so is Corona. Exactly. And I think that we are currently around the 3,000 death mark. Yeah. Comparatively speaking, it's, it's, not, it's nothing compared to the average flu. Yeah. So if we're in March and 3,000 people, so if, if each quarter of the but, year. Yeah, but flu season's over in, at the end True. of the <clears throat> Yeah, that's that's very true. So you get into April, and all of a sudden, coronavirus isn't going to be on the headlines. Well, I mean, and that's what I have to wonder is how much longer is it going to be? I mean, so th- I think that that's probably the next thing we should talk about. What What's the next step? What if everyone just stops showing up for work? What if, uh, you know, the people that keep your lights on, or uh, the people that are uh, powering your favorite streaming app, they stop showing up. Or the people that are that are running like uh, in uh, the um, what do you call it? like TMI Three Mile Island, or the or the train conductors that are are moving our goods. I think one of the things that 
America has going for itself is that we are able to move goods across the nation in a, in a different in a few different ways. Uh, railway, one one of them, the highways. The highways are, are huge to us. Tr- the trucking industry. If trucking stops, America stops. So now, are they going to? Uh, how how is it? Are the truck are the truck drivers going to get coronavirus or? Well, see, that's the thing, because you have to look at it as, on an individual basis. <clears throat> Pardon me. Each of these people, regardless of how high of position they're holding or whatever their value is to community, whether it be the electric or be the power plants or what have you, they still have families which come first and foremost. So if they decide I'm not coming in because I don't want this and the, and and the media has ramped it up as such and, and, and the numbers of the outbreak have grown and it's starting to close in on your town and pretty soon it's closing in on everybody's town and everyone decides they're not going to work. You could have a, complete breakdown in society which could lead to multiple avenues it could lead to well most certainly would lead to i'm sure martial law would have been in place long before that but you know you have to ask your question what if what if they go home what if we're just left to our our own demise and it it turns out to be like a, a fight for the wasteland and all the other countries in the world are like you know what we're going to sit this one out. The United States has, you know, stuck its nose just about in everybody's, every country, everybody's war, everybody's incident. We're going to watch this one play out and no one comes so, to assist. So high and mighty. Yeah. Watch them implode. Yeah. I mean, that's what's scary. I mean, what do you do? I mean, see, people now are, they're hoarding uh, soap and toilet paper. Me and Steve have been doing this kind of thing for years. Yeah. I mean, we, we go to uh, outdoor shows, and uh, we're buying MREs and backpacks and stacking and stocking up. I mean, come on. We're subtle beasts. Of course we're doing that. But, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I had to chuckle to myself. Uh, I saw this meme the other day where it said, uh, that moment when you realize that the preppers weren't so crazy after all. So, I mean, n- there's nothing crazy about being prepared and being ready just in case. If uh, the grocery stores go out of business and all you got is box food and all the, the spoiled food's gone me and my family are going to be eating for a while uh, the message the one of the messages that i want to that i want to put out there for this episode is if if it gets to the point where there is a quarantine or if you do find yourself sick with the coronavirus flu take that time and, and we're going to be here with you take that time to get into the podcast get into our podcast get into any podcast and uh, listen to our back catalog. We've got over 80 shows out there right now. And we're going to continue to put a bunch of shows out during this because it's, it is something different for you to do besides just listen to the news and have coronavirus piled on so you hear the word a thousand times in a day. That's kind of one of the reasons why we didn't want to do this episode. So you hear it all the time. You want to you want to listen to us and hear something different. So in, in the future, and if there's quarantines, which I know that uh, Montgomery County in Pennsylvania just got quarantined, there's going to be some quarantines that are happening. It it's a good opportunity to to listen to us more. And also, when you're out there, and this is probably the biggest thing, it, it be good to each other. 
always always respect one another and just uh that, that's always our our message at the end of, at the end of each of our shows but yeah like steve said in in the event that there'd be a pandemic or there'd be a complete shutdown we'll still be putting out shows me and steve have live about the same distance from the studio we can get there come automobile bike walk yeah we discussed it if we gotta meet up and talk into an iphone yep we'll be putting shows out so you won't have to worry about that so but uh yeah i mean to to be prepared is never a bad thing um you know having said all that uh why don't we get into some like you know some of the facts yeah let's let's do some facts so that you you can make a decision for yourself what exactly you're so scared of what this fear is all about all right i'm gonna i'm gonna start off asking steve a question real quick now steve can packages from china make a person sick no folks the the virus cannot stay alive for more than a few hours on hard surfaces and that includes letters and packages there's also a myth about wedding dresses being shipped carrying the virus and and that's not true at all very good good to know so if you're waiting on packages from from over there you don't have to worry about it and you also don't have to worry about the air inside the bubble wrap that won't uh that doesn't contain it either. I got one for you, Fultz. All right. This is this is one that I know that a lot of our listeners, and I, I am a, a huge fan of pets as well. So can your pets get coronavirus? There's no evidence yet that they can. Um, like the cats and dogs, uh, that there's no evidence that they can be infected with the coronavirus um, or spread it to humans. But um, there's a doctor, Dr. Welch, that just says that uh, when you're handling your pets or other people's pets, you know, the rule of thumb, just wash your hands afterwards. Wash your hands after you do just about everything nowadays. Yeah, I would say so. Um, is it safe to fly on planes right now? It is. Air travel is perfectly safe right now. Uh, and for the foreseeable future, there is not going to be a heavy impact on flying. So if you need to fly on a plane, you can rest assured you're going to be fine. Bolts. Do face masks work? Uh, the face the face masks can't protect anyone from getting the virus. Uh, the only thing it can do is if someone is sick with the coronavirus, it can help them uh, from prevent spreading it to other people. Yeah, they say when you cough, the little pieces of uh, stuff that comes out of your lungs that goes into the air is what spreads it. So uh, in case you aren't sure about this, uh, Steve, where did the coronavirus come from? Well, the virus originated in Wuhan, China, where it technically came from. That hasn't specifically been pinpointed yet. Also, there are no antibiotics to help cure the coronavirus at this time. So, you know, the first thing we hope for is an antiviral treatment to be effective. But the first thing you need to do is test it on a bunch of people who have the virus. So far, this is a brand new virus, and we don't have enough time to have done all that. Uh, the next thing is, is a vaccine. But vaccines usually take six to eight months to make, and then they have to be tested, and then they have to be produced. Same person, Dr. Welsh says. Uh, Dr. Welsh believes the soonest we can likely expect a vaccine is one and a half to two years. Uh, so the best way to prevent the spread of infectious illness like coronavirus is to wash your hands. Now, I, I thought that they were they were um, 
there was a good, or they were hoping that they were going to be able to get out a uh, a a vaccine shortly. But I guess that's not the case. Well, I think what happened was there was a a vaccine that was in development for coronavirus previously before this um, before this mutation, this novel coronavirus. Uh, 2019 version came about so there has been research done with the coronavirus previously so i would say if if a virus or if a vaccine takes one and a half to two years to make and they've already done maybe a year's worth of work on it then we could probably fast track it and get it out there within the next couple of months which would be cool for the second round i mean flu season does ramp back up in that september october november time period so there there could be coronavirus um and uh, you know a separate mutation uh covid 20 or whatever but um it, it it's definitely something that is de- being fast tracked right now well uh let's uh let's see if we can get a little bit more information on uh uh, you know, w- what's accurate and what's not. Uh, the coronavirus uh, by the uh, World Health Organization, the outbreak is uh, being called an, an infodemic, an overwhelming amount of information on social media and websites. Some of it's accurate and some of it's just downright untrue. Now, false statements range from theories that the virus is a man-made bioweapon to the claim that more than 100,000 have died from the disease. Now, uh, The World Health Organization is fighting back. In early January, a few weeks after China reported the first cases, the UN agency launched a pilot program to make sure the facts about the newly identified virus are communicated to the public. The project is called EpiWin, short for WHO Information Network for Epidemics. And WHO is, of course, the um, World Health Organizations. We need a vaccine against misinformation, said Dr. Mike Ryan, head of WHO's health emergency program, at WHO briefing on the virus earlier this month. While this is not the first health crisis that has been characterized by online misinformation, it happened with Ebola. For example, researchers are especially concerned because this outbreak is centered in China. The world's most populous country has the largest market of internet users globally. 21% of the world's 3.8 billion internet users are in China. And fake news can spread quickly online. A 2018 study from Massachusetts Institute of Technology found that false news spreads more rapidly on social network Twitter than real news does. The reason, says the researchers, may be the untrue statements inspire strong feelings such as fear, disgust, and surprise. Now, this dynamic could cause fake coronavirus cures and treatments to fan out widely on social media, and as a result, worsen the impact of the outbreak, says Bahaskar Karavadi, the Dean of Global Business at the Fletcher School of Tufts University. Over the past decade, he's been tracking the effect of digital technology on issues such as global health and economic development. Folks, I got a, a fact for you that just came to mind when you were when you were going over that information. Sure, go for it. To date, Amazon has taken over 1 million items off of its shopping lists because of false advertisement stating that they could cure or that they would combat coronavirus. Uh, Unbelievable. So people, I mean, you just got to watch out there. There's going to, 
hey, it's like we were saying earlier, never let a great tragedy go to waste. That goes even in the minds of criminals. So you really need to uh, beware. Because there's rumors that people offer remedies that have no basis in science. One untrue statement suggests that rubbing sesame oil on the skin will block the coronavirus. Yeah, I read one that said cocaine. Really? Yeah, how would anybody even know that? Maybe it like burns the virus out of your nose and But who people- tested it? I doubt that any I doubt Harvard's like, well, let's, let's put cocaine on it. <laughs> no, that doesn't sound like it. You know, who was like, Well, my dad had it and you know, he's a drug addict. He did a couple of lines and he was fine. That's hilarious. Now if segments of the public turn to false treatments rather than follow the advice of trusted sources for avoiding il- illnesses, again, like frequent hand washing, it could cause the disease to travel further and faster than ordinary would, says Chakravati. There could be a political agenda behind the fake coronavirus news as well. Countries that are antagonistic towards China could try to hijack the conversation in hopes of creating chaos and eroding trust in the authorities, says Dr. Margaret Bordeaux, research director for Harvard Belfort Center Security and Global Health Project. Disinformation that specifically targets your health system or your leaders who are trying to manage an emergency is a way of destroying, undermining, disrupting your health system, she says. Now, in the instance of vaccines, Russian bots have, have been identified as fueling skepticism about the effectiveness of vaccination for childhood diseases in the U.S. The World Health Organization EpiWin team believes that the countermeasure for misinformation and disinformation is to simply tell the truth. It works rapidly to debunk unjustified medical claims on social media. In a series of bright blue graphics posted on Instagram, EpiWin states categorically that neither sesame oil nor breathing in smoke of fire or fireworks will kill the coronavirus. Part of this truth-telling strategy involves enlisting large-scale employers. The approach, says Melinda Frost, an officer at EpiWin team, is based on the idea that employers are most trusted institution in society, a finding reflected in a 2020 study on global trust from the public relations firm Edelman. People tend to trust their employers more than they trust several other sources of information. Over the past few weeks, Frost and her team have been organizing rounds of conference calls with representatives from Fortune 500 companies and other multinational corporations in sectors such as health, travel, tourism, food, and agriculture, and businesses. The company representatives share questions that their employees might have about the coronavirus outbreak. For example, is it safe to go to the conference? The EpiWin team gathers their frequently asked questions, has their experts answer them within a few days, and sends the responses back to the companies to distribute in internal newsletters and other communication. Because the information is coming from their employers, says Frost, the hope is that people will be more likely to believe what they hear and pass the information on to their family and community. Bordeaux at Harvard calls this approach a smart move. It borrows from advertising techniques. From the 1950s, she adds, they're establishing the narrative before anyone else can. They are going on a fence saying, here are the facts. Who is also collaborating with tech giants like Google, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and TikTok to limit the spread of harmful rumors. It's pursuing a similar tactic with Chinese digital companies such as Badu, Tencent, and Weibo. We are asking them to filter out false information and promote accurate information from credible sources like WHO, the CDC, and others. And we thank them for their efforts so far, said Dr. Tedros Adaham Gabrias, 
director general of who in in a briefing earlier this month twitter for example now actively bumps up credible sources such as who and the cdc in search results for the term coronavirus we're also taking proactive proactive action on any coordinated attempts to undermine the public con conversation on this critical issue, wrote a Twitter spokesman in a statement to NPR. Facebook, which is one of NPR's financial sponsors, is implementing similar strategies. When people search for information related to virus on Facebook, we will surface an educational pop-up with credible information in multiple languages and countries, wrote a Facebook spokesperson in a statement to NPR. We've connected people to regional health ministries in several countries. For example, the Center for Health Protection in Hong Kong, Taiwan Center for Disease Control in Taiwan, the Republic of Philippines Department of Health in the Philippines, and the Ministry of Health in Italy. Now, Facebook is taking the extra step of deploying fact-checkers to remove content with false claims or theories about the outbreak. Kang Zing Jin, head of health at Facebook, wrote in a statement, one such rumor that it has eliminated from its platform that drinking bleach cures coronavirus. Oh, that will actually kill you. Yeah, oh, it'll cure everything. <laughs> yeah. Chakravati applauds Who's coordination with digital companies, but says he's particularly impressed with Facebook efforts. This radical departure from Facebook's past record, including its controversial insistence on permitting false political ads, he wrote in an op-ed in Bloomsburg News. Still, there's no silver bullet to fighting health misinformation. It has become very, very difficult to fight effectively, says Chakravati of Tufts University. A post making a false claim about coronavirus can just jump platforms, he says. So you might have Facebook take down a post, but then the post finds its way onto Twitter, and then it jumps from Twitter to YouTube. In addition to efforts by WHO and other organizations, individuals are doing their part. On Wednesday, the Lancelet published a statement from 27 public health scientists addressing rumors about the coronavirus that, have been, that it had been engineered in Wuhan lab. We stand together to strongly condemn theories suggesting that COVID-19 does not have a natural origin. Theories do, not, do nothing but create fear, rumors, and prejudice that jeopardize our global collaboration in the fight against this virus. Now, Dr. Delang Tang, a molecular epidemiologist at Columbia's University Mailman School of Public Health says his friends from medical school and his research colleagues in China find it difficult to trust Chinese health authorities, especially after police reprimanded the eight Chinese doctors who warned others about a pneumonia-like disease in December. As a result, Tang's network in China has been looking to him and others in the scientific community to share information. Now, since the outbreak began, Tang says he's been answering 30 to 50 questions a night. Many want to fact-check rumors or learn about clinical trials for potential cure. My real work starts at 7 p.m., he says. Morning in China. Oh, man. The, the thing about the social media and, uh, you know, after the 2016 presidential election, I, I would think that they need to take a stand just to remain credible. Yeah, so I, I agree. The, them sending out... Uh, bots to go through posts and take down misinformation that's great and i i think that that's the way it should have always been it it kind of seems like that is uh their answer to possibly having political meddling going on certainly i mean it, it it's hard to trust um 
organizations, in, even big ones such as the, the CDC, because we've had in this country a huge outbreak for the last, I would say, at least 10 years of Lyme disease. Now, if you look up Lyme disease cure, if you Google keywords Lyme disease cure CDC, there is a cure for Lyme disease, and the CDC has had it for a long time. And it used to be a vaccine, or not a vaccine, but a cure that you could go and get from your medical provider if you acquired Lyme disease. But the reasoning now that they don't have it is that the numbers of infected people are not high enough to have this in circulation. That makes zero sense. No, that I've sounds like people that want something as deadly as Lyme to continue. I heard this year up to 50% of ticks carry Lyme disease now. Oh, I totally believe that. And especially in our state, I think our state of Pennsylvania is probably one of the worst. We have so many deer. They won't give hunters more deer tags than, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just, it's an ongoing problem. And, uh, and Lyme disease, a horrible disease to get. So I'll, I'll talk a little bit about coronavirus and its fatality rate. Okay. The novel coronavirus seems to have a low fatality rate, and patients are making full recoveries. Experts reveal why it's causing panic anyway. The coronavirus outbreak that started in Wuhan, China, has sparked fear and anxiety around the world. Overall, the virus seems to have a low mortality rate, so far at 2% or below. People's psychological reactions to infectious diseases can sometimes be overblown and do more harm than good, experts say. Still, health officials are urging preventative measures like increased hand washing and avoiding touching your face. Hand washing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we've all learned that since we were two. Yeah, I mean, this is... I hear that word so much. So the coronavirus that um, originated in Wuhan, China in December has sparked fear in many around the world. The pneumonia-like virus has infected more than 100,000 people and killed over 3,000 people worldwide. So far, the virus appears to be more contagious but less deadly than SARS, whereas the latter had a mortality rate of about 96 uh, Corona is looking right around 2% of people infected with the virus um, to die. The number of people infected and the death toll have surpassed the SARS outbreak's eight-month total, however. According to Chinese officials, um, over 10,000 patients with coronavirus have made full recovery since the outbreak has begun. And that number is just growing every day. Most of those who have died, meanwhile, were elderly or had other ailments that compromised their immune systems. About 80% of patients have experienced mild symptoms. According to a new report from the Chinese Center of Disease Control and Prevention, it looked like a hundred that has already looked at 100,000 cases. It's the largest analysis released so far. Among confirmed cases, most were age 30 to 79 years old. Uh, they, 
they have 75% of total cases diagnosed in Hubei, which is a province in China, and considered mild. 80% of cases of all cases are considered mild. Given this information, some public health experts say that, for the most part, panic over the coronavirus among those outside of, Ch- of China is generally unproductive and unwarranted. Um, the excess fear could even cause negative social impacts, which we're now seeing come to light uh, social impacts such as closings and um, entire counties being locked down. So the fear and the panic over the disease are actually worse than the disease itself. I, I totally agree. I've been saying that since day one around here. I mean, when when my daughters told me they came home from school and were like, we heard that there's coronavirus in Pennsylvania. I was like, yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what am I going to do? Be like, oh, yeah, make sure that, you know, instill more fear. I mean, come on. So the, disease, the spread of disease and the spread of fear. Psychological research shows novel threats raise anxiety levels more than familiar threats, and people tend to underreact to familiar threats. So here's a good example. There's about a one in seven chance that heart disease will be the cause of an American's death, whereas the chance they will die at the hands of a foreign-born terrorist is one in 45,800. Wow. But according to a 2016 Chapman University survey of American fears, terrorist attack on nation and victim of terrorism both ranked among the respondents' top five worries. Gosh, that's not even close to my top five worries. <laughs> this dynamic played out in countries outside of Africa during the Ebola outbreak in West Africa from 2014 to 2016, according to Paul Slavic, a psychologist and the president of the nonprofit Decision Research. What happened was quite consistent with what we know about risk perception, Slavic wrote in an article for the American Psychology Association. The minute that Ebola threat was communicated, it hit all the hot buttons. It can be fatal, it's invisible, and hard to protect against. Exposure is involuntary, and it's not clear that the authorities are in control of the situation. Past outbreaks of Ebola, however, had much higher death rates than both SARS and the new coronavirus, 25 to 90%. Worldwide, Ebola has killed more than 33,000 people since 1976. Which isn't even what the annual flu death number is in our country. Right. And it's double, about double that. Up to 60,000 people die annually of flu here in the U.S. Right. So here's, here's one. Racist consequences of panic. Interesting. Nationals of Asian descent in France, Canada, and the U.S. have reported incidents of racism because of public fears of the Wuhan coronavirus. Nearly 9,000 parents near Toronto signed a petition to prevent students who had traveled to China in the past 17 days from attending school. This has to stop. Stop eating wild animals and then infecting everyone around you one petition signer wrote 
stop the spread, and quarantine yourselves or go back. According to the New York Times, businesses throughout Hong Kong, South Korea, and Vietnam have posted signs telling customers from mainland China that they are not welcome. Asian students at Arizona State University, meanwhile, where a U.S. case of coronavirus has been confirmed, said they were facing jokes, stares, and isolation on campus. I cough in class and everybody looks at me, a Vietnamese-American freshman at ASU told us. Misinformation about the coronavirus has spread as well. (laughs) The oregano oil will not cure it, and nor will drinking bleach. I can attest to that. Um, I go to the gym in the morning, and God help the person that coughs. Everybody's head whips around. (laughs) This is a look of death. (laughs) Yeah. I've, I've... I've noticed people saying things about people coughing as well. It's just like sometimes my throat gets dry or sometimes something's caught there. I don't got Corona. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the, uh, the end of this one. Experts say a few factors should ease global fears about the coronavirus. First, it was identified and determined to be a new virus more quickly than ever before. A week after it was discovered, Chinese authorities had already sequenced the virus and shared it with labs around the world. Something that's remarkable here is that within a week, the RNA sequences of the virus are available on the internet, and many can look at it and begin to understand it. Richard Martinello, an associate professor of infectious disease at Yale School of Medicine, told Business Insider, that's something that's never been done before. Second, a variety of advancements in medical technology since coronaviruses were discovered in the 1960s have allowed clinical labs and virologists to conduct more in-depth research into the way this zoonotic virus works. For example, those scientists already knew coronaviruses could infect humans because they're a cause of the common cold, the SARS outbreak marked the first time a coronavirus was traced back to animals. It's possible, however, that coronaviruses from animals have made people sick in the past, Martinello said. Martinello also said that for people in the United States, the seasonal flu poses a much higher risk. At least 19 million Americans contracted the flu in the last four months. 10,000 have died since October. The preventative measures for both the flu and the coronavirus are the same. Hand washing, avoid touching the face, and steer clear of contact with anyone who's sick. However, the familiarity of the seasonal flu means the general public usually underreacts to its threat. Martinello said he hopes the widespread worry about the coronavirus could lead to lower rates of seasonal flu this year as people take better precautions. Well, I would think people are taking better precautions. There's no soap or, and still the baffling toilet paper. <laughs> I know. What that's doing, I, I have no idea. But like it's like we were saying at the beginning of the show. It's There's really, everyone just needs to really calm down a little bit. So, and if you're, if you're worried about, you know, what's going on with the stock market? What's going to happen with uh, investors and my investments? Well, you have nothing to fear but fear itself. Now, for all the coverage it's getting, you would think that the coronavirus is the beginning of the end for civilization. Now, the sensible precautions being taken around the world to limit the spread 
are being reported in breathless fashion. Predictably enough, people are getting scared. And being scared about health impacts makes some kind of sense given that this health scare, even if the chance of the warriors being actually impacted is virtually zero. Being scared about the possible impact on the market is the exact opposite. It makes no logical sense, but can and probably will have an impact, which it is. Fear is a powerful force in the market, as well as in life in general, and that is, and it is that. Not any reasonable expectation for a long-term impact. That investors should be wary of in the short term. Now, in the long term, however, they should think back to early 2014 when the Ebola scare prompted some people to sell. That didn't work out too well for them. The root of the potential short-term problem, though, is that to a lot of people, the stock market looks ready for serious correction. It is quite impossible to justify these lofty levels in many ways. First and foremost, record low unemployment and steady growth without inflation combined with loose monetary policy is a rare combination and one that will inevitably drive stocks higher. Now, when it comes to markets, however, perception is reality. Now, if there is a general feeling that we are due a big drop, the only thing in doubt is what will trigger it. So when traders and investors see stories like this from the Washington Post headlined global market swoon as lethal virus in China spreads, and this from the Guardian that says world financial markets rocked by China coronavirus, the beginning of a panic starts to well up. Fear of a specific trigger is added to generalized fear, and no matter how little sense it makes, that will cause some selling. Now, the thing to remember, though, is that things make the news not because they are commonplace, but because they are rare. Now, most likely, while all is said and done, more people around the world will have died of heart attacks or cancer in the time that it took to write this article than, it w than will die in the entire duration of coronavirus outbreak. Now, those risks should scare us more, but they don't. The headlines sound scary, and scared people don't react logically. The market drops on coronavirus fears. Narrative, in other words, could easily become self-fulfilling prophecy. Now, that tendency will be made worse because there are actually some areas of business that will be affected, even if the virus outbreak turns out to be relatively minor. Airlines with a lot of exposure to Asia will, neg will be negatively impacted. As this the season of Lunar New Year, a big travel <coughs> event in the region. Now, once again, though, applying logic to a situation makes it obvious that the overall effect should be limited. Travel to and from Asia is important to some American airlines, but is a temporary dip in traffic on just those routes going to any lasting effect. Now, several years ago, when all the major carriers seemed to be surviving day to day, maybe, now after several years of solid profitability, airlines are a lot more resilient. They can ride out disruption to one area of business and will be fine. Now, don't get us wrong. Investors should never underestimate the power of fear. It is a fundamental human emotion, essential to our survival, but is also temporary. We cannot maintain it beyond a certain amount of time, or we would go crazy. So, unless coronavirus does turn out to be some apocalyptic event of biblical proportions, any negative from the market can only really be seen as an opportunity to pick up stocks at a discount. And I love it. I love the article. Yeah, I mean, 100% sense. Uh, I mean, you, you can't argue with the numbers. 
No, it's cool because it's it, it is bound to rebound. I mean, of course, the market up and down for area. It's a moment in time, as as the president said. It's just a moment in time. It's it's a way to mark this moment in time. Months from now, the markets will be back to a normalization. Maybe not even months. Right. Maybe weeks from now. Right, and 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 I think too, if you want to look at it almost from that quote unquote conspiracy, <laughs> it would be I'm trying to think how I want to say it. Or, well, if you think that uh, a government wouldn't uh, release a disease such as a uh, corona. Um, we talked about this on a podcast, oh, probably maybe three years ago, talking about Lyme disease. And if you look into Lyme disease, it was created in a lab, I believe run by CDC, in uh, Lyme, Connecticut. It's spelled the exact same way. And that it just so happened to get out of that and got into rats, which then it got into uh, you know the other animal population via rat bites and you know the ticks that are beyond rats and because the rats are just disgusting. Look into that and then you know decide for yourself whether uh, you know a government would do something like that on any level. Yeah, check out our show on Lyme. Yeah, yeah. Was it Lyme or was it uh like I don't know? It was something about diseases, maybe man-made diseases, oh, something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, the cu- no cure for a disease or. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, cure for an illness or something like that. That was a good one. We talked about AIDS as well. Yeah, something for a cure, something like that. You'll see it. So, uh, yeah. So I guess this this last segment uh, that we want to go over real quick is uh, pretty much just a PSA, right, Steve? Yeah, some question and answer stuff that you know we we didn't want to leave out, and 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 the whole show is uh, it's not a, a a uh it's not going to cover everything it's not it's not going to cover everything it's going to cover a lot and it, it's a lot of stuff that we, we we've discussed that Fultz and i have discussed together and it's took, too new and took notes on it's going to change and it's going to change fast we've we've seen it from week to week change exponentially so to be where we're at sitting here tonight a week from now it's going to be different a week ago it was different but and our eyes and ears are glued to everything something shady comes up or something that we feel that you need to know you're gonna get it and yeah and if not then we have plenty we have a stack of shows to go over with you so yeah so without further ado i'm gonna i'm gonna ask this to you steve are hand dryers effective in killing this new virus no hand dryers are not effective in killing the 2019 uh, covid to protect yourself against the new coronavirus you should frequently clean your hands with an alcohol-based hand rub or wash them with soap and water and i've heard that soap and water is the preferred method there the alcohol-based hand rub doesn't do as good of a job but it is still an alternative Uh, Once your hands are cleaned, you should dry them thoroughly by using a paper towel and then throwing the paper towel away. Very good. Also, didn't you have a a separate fact on hand dryers? Yes. So when you're using a restroom in in a public facility or whatever and they don't have paper towels and there's just a hand dryer in there, you can look this up. Don't use them. They say that when you hit that button and that hot air is blown on your hand, 
Yeah, it's drying your hands, but it's drying your hands covered in fecal matter from, from the bathroom. <laughs> That's disgusting. I'm sorry if I just ruined your day or if you just <laughs> if you just used one earlier. Yeah, that is disgusting. Uh yeah. Uh it's tough. But I, uh I we, got well, one we gotta for you. tell you. Yeah, do it. Okay. Can ultraviolet disinfection lamps kill the new coronavirus? Uh the lamp should not be used to sterilize your hands or other areas of your skin as the uh, radiation can cause skin irritation. So you don't want uh, to think that you're curing yourself of this virus and now you have the skin irritation. You're not sure what it is. You, you, you think that you got something else now. Right, right, right. Now, they have these scanners that they say can uh, detect the virus in infected people. How effective are they? Thermal scanners are effective in detecting people who have developed a fever, i.e. have a normal... Uh, a higher than normal body temperature because of infection in general, but with the new coronavirus. However, they cannot detect people who are infected but are not yet sick with fever. This is because it takes between two and 10 days before people who are infected become sick and develop a fever. And I'm a big fan of the thermal scanners. Uh, I saw a segment on our news this week they were lining children up uh, getting into a school and they were just simply taking a thermal scanner going over their foreheads and allowing the children into the school just to prevent someone coming in uh, with a fever and if, if you know anything about children uh, or parents for that matter uh, parents are going to send their kids to school even if they do have a fever and even if they are sick just because they don't they don't want to pay for daycare they don't want to burn a day of pto to watch their kid so they figure why not why not just send them to school send them to the public babysitter yeah exactly okay you got one for me so can 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 spraying alcohol or chlorine all over your body kill the new coronavirus? No. It can kill you. <laughs> but spraying alcohol or chlorine all over your body will not kill the virus because that's already entered your body. Now, spraying such substances will be harmful to clothes or membranes, i.e. your eyes and mouth. But be aware that both alcohol and chlorine can be useful to disinfect surfaces, but they need to be used under appropriate recommendations. Oh, my gosh. Now, I, we might have covered this, but we'll just do it one more time. Steve, if, if, is it safe to receive a letter or package from China? Yes. Yes, it is. It is safe to receive a letter or package from China. People receiving packages from China are not at risk of contracting the new coronavirus. From previous analysis, we know coronaviruses do not survive long on objects, such as letters or packages. Very good. Now, we this next one, I think we had mentioned as well that, uh, that your pets, there's no evidence that they can be infected with it. So, uh, how about the next one? Do vaccines against pneumonia protect you against the new coronavirus? Actually, no. Vaccines against pneumonia, such as pneumonia... Steve, you want to help me with this one? Yeah, man. Such as pneumococcal. Pneumococcal vaccine and the the hemophilus. Hemophilus. Hemophilus influenza. See, I'm good with like uh, last names. You are. You are really good at those. But uh, viruses, not so much. 
uh, type B or the Hib vaccine do not provide protection against the new coronavirus. Their virus is so new and different that it needs its own vaccine. Now, the researchers are trying to develop their vaccine and uh, who is supporting their efforts. Although these vaccines are not effective against the 2019 NCOV, vaccination against respiratory illnesses is highly recommended to protect your health. I would agree to that. I would too. Now, here's one that I have can honestly say I've never done, uh, but we'll find out if Steve has any uh, uh, stories about it. Can regularly rinsing your nose out with, say, a neti pot with saline help prevent infection with the corona? It, no. It, in this situation, no. There is no evidence that regularly rinsing the nose with saline has protected people from infection with the new coronavirus. There is some limited evidence that regularly rinsing nose with saline can help people recover more quickly from the common cold. However, regularly rinsing the nose has not been shown to prevent respiratory infections. And I've, I've done it. Um, I, I actually used to get allergies worse than I do now. And when I was in the midst of allergy season, I used a neti pot and uh, cleansed my, my nose with saline. And it's, it's not something that I enjoy at all. It did, it did alleviate the symptoms, though. Well, I guess that's all that matters, right? Yeah. All right, what do we got next? Can eating garlic help prevent infection with the new coronavirus? Only by keeping people with coronavirus away from you with your garlic breath. Now, garlic is a healthy food, and it may have some antimicrobial properties. However, there's no evidence from the current outbreak that eating garlic has protected people from the new virus. It's good, though. I put garlic on everything. Me too. Now, we might have covered this, but does putting sesame oil block the new virus from entering the body? It does not, and I would like to know where that came from. Me and you both, for sure. Sesame oil does not kill the new coronavirus. There are some chemical disinfectants that can kill the coronavirus on surfaces. Uh, these include bleach, chlorine-based disinfectants, either solvents, 75% ethanol, Parasitic acid. Yeah, parasitic acid and chloroform. So if you you might <laughs> knock yourself out cleaning your house with chloroform, but it'll kill it. Right, but don't use sesame oil to block the new coronavirus. No, definitely don't. Now, oh, I guess it's your turn. Does the new coronavirus affect older people or are younger people also susceptible? There's been people of all ages infected by the new virus. Now, older people and people with pre-existing medical t conditions such as asthma, diabetes, and heart disease appear to be more vulnerable to becoming severely ill with the virus. Now, who advises people of all ages to take steps to protect themselves from the virus? For example, following good hand hygiene and good respiratory hygiene. Now, are there any antibiotics that are effective in at least preventing or treating this new virus? So that is a good question, Fultz. The, no, there are, there are not. Antibiotics do not work against viruses, only bacteria. The new coronavirus is a virus, and therefore antibiotics should not be used as a means of prevention or treatment. However, if you are, hospital, if you are hospitalized for the new uh, coronavirus, you may receive antibiotics because 
bacterial co-infection is possible. Very good. Are there any specific medicines to prevent or treat the new coronavirus? Now, to date, just like uh, there not being any way to prevent it, there is no specific medicine recommended to treat the new virus. However, those infected with the virus should receive appropriate care to relieve and treat symptoms. And those with severe illness should receive optimized supportive care. Now, some specific treatments are under investigation and will be tested through clinical trials. Who is helping to accelerate research and development efforts with a range of different partners? I will throw this little tidbit here in. Um, I heard from someone today, and, and it's not, you know, it, it, this, this was actually not from a... a uh, a news outlet that I'm familiar with, but I heard that children are somewhat resilient to this. Um, with coronavirus, I heard that the elderly are more susceptible, like we went over, but as far as, as kids go, there are many other things in life that affect the elderly and the very young. And I'm not saying that this doesn't, but I'm saying that as uh, it stands up to other um, f- uh, flu, like flu type viruses, that this one is is somewhat. Um, it, it's not as harmful to children as other things that are out there. Well, that's good. I mean, nobody wants to see anybody of any age get ill or sick with anything. But children is just the worst. Children should not get ill. Yeah, children and, and the elderly. It's, it's always tough to see the elderly get sick. Yeah, totally. I agree. But, but seriously, somebody who is um, healthy, fit, uh, you know, in, the, in, their, in their middle part of their life, it is not going to be the, the huge impact to you that the media may be making it out to be. And, the, and I don't know that the fear is worth it. If you look at a scale, the, all of the things that are happening around us may not be necessary or worth it. Um, because it really, I don't think is going to, it's not going to be life threatening for you. If you are mi- middle aged and you end up contracting the coronavirus it's it's not a death sentence it's it's just a flu i think the last thing anybody should do is stop doing what you normally would do do what you normally would do if you get up and you go to the gym i do gym's packed in the morning people are sweating all over the place but you know what unless you're foul we have a spray disinfecting and we wipe down our machines and heck man i now i just i spray it right on my hands and wash it down i mean i shower when i get home but just just be conscious of like what you're supposed to be, which is, you know, uh, be loving to people, keep your body healthy. And uh, I know we've heard of them, but just, just do what you're supposed to do. Wash your hands. If you go to the bathroom, wash your hands. You shake somebody's hand. You know what? We shouldn't be. Just fist bump. And be nice to people. When you're out there in the grocery store and, and they do replenish the toilet paper aisle, don't, don't hoard the toilet paper. Right, because, uh, yeah, and, and don't hoard that, and don't take that the fact that the stores are out of stuff out on the people that are working there, because guess what? In this instance, they're probably getting last dibs to that stuff because they want the store needs to get it out to the masses. So 
just have some understanding there. The last thing we need to do is start turning on each other. Uh, we need to all just, we're in this together already, so let's figure out what's going on, what we can do. Let's band together. Let's not separate. Let's not, you know, freak out and everybody, you know, hold on to a bottle of water because you think tomorrow it's going to be worth $15. It, it's not going to be like that. And don't do that either. Don't gouge. Well, all, all gouging is going to do is going to create looting and it's going to create crime. And, uh, you know, if you live in a state like Pennsylvania, it's not going to be wise that <laughs> you're going to want to <laughs> do that around here. So, um, you know, just, you know, live the golden rule. And, uh, you know, just we wish everybody, uh, you know, the best of health and the best of luck during this and just ride it out. If if you can't find toilet paper tomorrow, you're going to find it the next day. It's going to be, if you can't find your Dove soap, don't worry. Next week, it'll be back on stock and the stores are going to be running specials on it because they can't move it as fast as they used to. And they're trying to make numbers that they made last week and it's not happening, people. Right, right. So with that said, that's our show that we weren't going to do on coronavirus, but there it is. And I'm happy about it. I'm uh it's got a lot of great information on it. What to do, what not to do, what to think, and what you really shouldn't be thinking about. So, yeah, it was it was a, a worthwhile show to do, Fultz. With that, I'm Fultz and I'm Steve, and we'll see you next time. Take care, one another. Bye bye.